What's going on? What's going on? Good people. Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of On Your Mark. So excited to be getting on our mark together as we continue to talk through uh, just the importance of having faith and trust in God, uh, being a mountain mover, sitting with God and allowing him to really uh, speak to our hearts and, and then adhering, really putting our faith and our trust so much so in God that it causes us to maneuver different, to act different, to speak different, to talk different, uh, and, and frankly, to take different actions than, than what we would have done. Again, I am just privileged and uh, thankful to, to, to be joined today uh, by the minister, the Reverend Jacob Hart, who is here with us again. Uh, appreciate him being with us uh, and just so excited to have him. Also want to commend to you uh, his YouTube channel, Words from the Heart with Jacob. I just believe it'll be a, a super, super blessing to you. Uh, so be sure to tune in. And listen, I want to encourage you, man, if you guys are, are just now tuning in uh, and you haven't gotten a chance to go back and listen to some of the other podcasts, I want to really, really suggest that you go do that. Especially want to suggest that you go back and listen to uh, the podcast leading up to this one where we're talking about Abraham and how his faith is accounted to him as righteousness. We're going to continue in that discussion, man, because frankly, it was just so good and uh, and, and it was so many things that, that we need to dive into that we didn't get a chance to hit on that podcast. So we want to talk a little bit more about that. And, and again, just to give you a, a, just a short recap, I, I certainly want you to go back and listen to the previous podcast. We're just talking about how uh, faith in God, it makes all the difference in, in how we maneuver. We walk not into, we, we don't put our trust and our faith in the shelter we have that we can see, but we put our trust and our faith in the shelter, in the promises that God has given us, even though we can't see it. That is the the power place. That is the secure place. That is where we certainly want to be. So we were talking about uh, Abraham and how his faith was accounted to him as righteousness. The fact that he believed God makes all the difference in his life. So we're just going to talk a little bit more uh, about Abraham. And, and today we'll go into some of his processes and why it's so important, frankly, that God calls us out of some stuff. Uh, when he calls us into faith with him, he's calling us out of some stuff. And then I'm going to say it a little bit, like we said in, in the previous podcast, uh, it's not a, a matter of if you're going to have faith, it's more of a matter of what you're having faith in. So when God is calling you to leave your family and your kindred, when he's calling you out of some things, when he's calling you away, really what he's doing is saying, look, you're going to have to redirect your faith from that stuff that you're trusting and Amen. put that faith in me because Amen. I am the sure thing. I am the thing that's going to hold you. I'm the thing that's going to keep you steady. So uh, we're going to dive into that a little bit. I'm going to pause here and yield to, uh, to, to the minister, the Reverend Jacob Hart, and let him get in on this discussion. Yeah, always an honor to be here with the the great, uh, just an excellent, outstanding teacher, Pastor Marcus Branson. Yeah, and so just jumping in on this faith thing, I, I think he is absolutely on point. It's it is important to, as we're taking this journey, we're we're learning and we're developing and growing and how to, as he said, change our faith in some of the things that we're used to, and changing that to putting it into God. Um, and that's just and that's just a powerful step. We see Abraham doing that. Um, he has a system around him. And if you think about our lives now, we have those same systems yep. where we've grown and developed and become comfortable. In the last in the last uh, podcast, we talked about driving that car. Well, we've had faith in that. And so we want to talk about, hey, how do we learn how to have faith in God and put that faith in God? And and this is on my heart. I just wanted to share it. Um, for any any person listening to this who feels like, hey, maybe you maybe feels like some of this may not apply to you. I just want to say this. Abraham is not a perfect person. He is a renowned person, 
But the Bible clues us and tells us that God made him great. That's right. And so it's not. It's not just Abraham. He is a human being like every person listening to this call. And I want to say this to you. Listen, if you are stirring some oatmeal, if you are making some food, hear me when I say this. If you want to if you want to make it more salty, you pour salt into the water. Mm -hmm. If you want to make it sweet, you pour sweet into the water. And so if there happens to be anyone who is listening to this, who feels some doubts or some concerns about themselves or the fact that they may need to make up some of the things that need to be happening to grow in their faith. I want to tell you this. The way that we grow and develop is we pour God in. Come on now. And the stuff, the essence of God. Listen, the more we allow, whatever is going on in your life, the more we bring him in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Listen, the, the, the saltier we get. God is the, is the ingredient that makes us all, that grows us all and makes us all better. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. That's so good. And so right. And so true. Uh, and, and listen, I, I think the thing that we got to do, um, practically speaking, you know, we, we always talk about being practical on the podcast is, is just what Reverend Hart is saying. It's just what Jacob is saying is we, we got to let God come in. We got to let him, we got to insert him into every area of our life, into every, into our marriages, into raising our children, into going to work, into driving on the car. We need to let him come in because I, I'm telling you, if there, this is going to be a bold statement, but I don't believe it's, it's a statement that's out of line, but I'm going to say it. If there is an area where you haven't submitted to the Lord, if there is an area where you haven't allowed God to come in, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that's the area that's whooping you right now. That's that's the area where you're struggling. And the sad thing is you may not even realize you may think you're doing just fine. But the fact that you haven't let God come in won't illuminate the things that you need to really see to be able to put yourselves in that in that point in that in that really, really back in that place where God can bless you and bless you real good. And that's such a good segue to, to what we're talking about today with Abraham and being called out of his um being called out of his family, out of the, the his, his father's house with his mom and, and his kindred. Um, and I want to be very clear here because this is this is where it gets uh, gets a little interesting. There's nothing wrong with his daddy's house per se. And, and I'm not talking about what's going on in the house. I'm just talking about the, the accommodations, the house, the room, the being there, working, things of that nature. That's not what that's not the problem. And, and Jacob mentioned, you know, the, the fact that God has blessed us. And, you know, now we, you know, we're, we're in such a good position. Now we have our houses and we have our cars and we have all these things. None of those things inherently Amen. are the problem. Absolutely. None of those things are the Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. The problem is when we start to put our trust and our faith more in that stuff. Absolutely. Than we do in God. Absolutely. And, and, and I think I made this point on, on a, uh, a Bible study that, that we're having we got to be careful that we pay more attention to the word wow. than what the word is saying is going to produce in our life. Wow. Because the thing that's produced in our life might be good. It could be good and very good. Wow. But that don't mean we can't do something that make a decision that turned the thing that was so good bad. So if we keep our focus on the word, if we keep our focus on the promise, if we keep our focus on the favor of God from God, then the thing that the word and the promise and the favor produces in our life won't get the best of us. Because the minute it does, the minute it does and we lose sight of the actual promise, the actual word from God. Now that thing becomes our God and that thing is going to break our hearts in a thousand different pieces. Every single 
time. So, so I want to be clear when we're talking about Abraham and God calling him out, what, what God is doing here is really illuminating the fact that there are going to be some things in your life that you are going to have to downright put it in its place and keep it in its place. And there are going to be some times where you got to just downright walk away from it so you can reestablish who is king, who is Lord, who is God. And once you do that, it's, it's not that God don't want you to have the stuff. It's that God don't want the stuff to have you. He wants to make sure he is, is preeminent. He is number one in your life. Wow. And when he's not, he will absolutely ask and require Absolutely. You to pull down that stuff that you have made king. You to pull down that stuff wow. that you have made Lord. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Absolutely. If, if it's mama, you didn't made God. He going to ask you to pull that thing down. If it's daddy, you didn't made God. He going to ask you to pull that thing. Down. If it's money and finances, he going to ask you to pull it down. If it's a job, if it's a child, he's going to ask you to pull that down as good as having a great mom and having a great dad and having children and having financial stability, as good as that stuff is, it can't hold you, man. Wow. Wow. Go, go, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man, listen, uh, I, man, I, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, this is so rich. I, I hope that you all are really tuning in. It is some fantastic meat coming from the man of God's mouth today. He is talking about faith while he was talking. This came to mind. Um, this idea of faith, if I could relate it to you, it's what I'm getting is, is this is a key component of relationship. And hear me when I say this intimacy with God, mm -hmm. I'm going to say this as well. The way I'm feeling it right now is it's also a key component of like exclusivity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say that, you know, the Bible says that I am a jealous God. Mm -hmm. So, my brother was talking about none of these things are wrong, but when we get too much faith in them to provide what it is that we're looking for, then it becomes a problem. Let me give this example. So I'm in a relationship with my wife. Hey, we, I, we look, I, I'm a minister. You see women, you hug women, you work with women. None of that stuff is wrong. However, there are certain areas in our relationship where my wife comes first and I'm not supposed to breach that. That's right. Hear me when I'm saying this. And so what I want to tell to you, your faith is a key component of your relationship with God. Mm. Listen, and I believe I have some Bible for it. The Bible says Abraham believed God mm -hmm. and he counted him. That's right. As righteous. The Bible tells us that we believe in Jesus and he makes us right. And we can come boldly to the throne That's of grace, right. whereby we cry. There's no, there's no, there's no longer a separation, but we can come before God because Jesus has made us right. And so we see faith connected with our relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say to you is, is we can have faith in a lot of things. We can have faith in money. We can have faith in family. We can have faith in alcohol because of how it impacts me when I'm going through a tough time. Mm -hmm. We can have faith in what we Google and other women that we want to look at if I'm a man because of what it does for me and how it affirms me. Listen, first off, any sexual stuff, the Bible says clearly you need to be married. That's right. So, But the point I'm making is when we get outside of that stuff, we are putting faith in things to give us that that we need and what we're looking for. And we're putting God on the back burner. 
And the Bible wants us, God himself does not want any idol. He doesn't want us putting our primary faith in anything for our substance, for our holistic, you know, for us, for he's a wonderful counselor for our mind stability. Yeah, that's right. That as he was speaking, that first priority, listen, I want to range over myself, but my first priority. Is not keeping up with the Joneses or having a Range Rover to, to identify myself and to make me feel worth something. What Jesus did on the cross That's right. is where I get my worth. That's right. And so my a priori, my first faith has to be in God. Mm -hmm. I have to get that from him. And that is what he wants with that relationship. And that's how he develops intimacy with us. That, oh man, so... I love how you related that to, to relationship and intimacy because it's so right and it's so true and it's so real because we think about all the time. We think about these relationships with things. We think about a relationship with our wife, a relationship with our children, a relationship with our job, a relationship with our, our, our finance, like things like that. Sometimes we don't think about it that way, but that's really what it is. And what God is saying is those relationships are fine and good. That matter of fact, and I'm going to say this because I, I don't listen. God doesn't need defending and he certainly doesn't need defending from me. I'm only saying that because what I'm about to say is going to sound like I'm trying to defend him. And I promise I'm not. I'm just drawing a parallel. I think sometimes we get mad at God. It was like he God, he don't need anything. Why does he care if I like this? But that's where we miss it. God only cares if you like something because he wants you to like the thing. That's the very best thing for you. And, and he knows in his omniscience, in his all knowing, he knows that what's best for us is him. Absolutely. If what was best for us was something else, he's such a good God. He'd allow us to have that. Amen. But, Amen. but he knows he's not sitting back there saying, I just want them to choose me no matter what. That's a that's a human ideology. That That's something we we can know we're not best for somebody, but still want them to choose us. Absolutely. You, you ever play basketball? You Listen, I, I'm going to say this and I promise I'm not trying to be mean to, to, to anybody on the court. I've been the guy that hadn't been picked oh, first. Yeah. I've been the one that's been picked last. But there isn't a person who stands on a basketball court who is out there to play basketball, who wants to play basketball, who does not want to be picked first. They might know they're not better than everybody else. But they're not sitting there like, just pick me left. No, that's a human thing for us to say, even though I know I'm not the best for you, I still want you to choose me. That's a human thing. God is saying, no, 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 no. I want you to have what's absolutely best for you. It just so happened that that's me. Absolutely. It, it just so happened that I am what's best for you. So, so and, and, and the reason I like the way you tied the whole idea of relationship and intimacy, and since we've been doing these podcasts, I, I've been just blown away at, how faith really does tie into your intimacy with God. Like the, the, the reason I believe marriage is such a powerful and profound in institution. And of course, created by God is because of this whole idea of intimacy and how you got to have such faith in God to, to go that deep and be that intimate with somebody. But that's, that was the whole point uh, to, to really demonstrate how much God loves us, that he loves us even in our flaws and everything. But don't let me get to talking in the marriage stuff. We'll come back to that another time. The, the, the point I'm making is the, the inner relation between intimacy and faith and watch this here's where i'm going <laughs> when i got married i had to break up with some stuff amen, amen. When, when when i said i do amen. i was not just saying i do to my wife 
Yes, sir. I was saying I don't to every other woman. Go ahead, bro. C- come on now. Come on. When 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 yeah. I when, when I when I got with yes, her, I, I wasn't just saying I do to her. Yes, I was saying I want to a lot of other stuff. Yes, sir. I was saying I won't put this before you, and I won't put that. It, listen, my, my wife had, and and I, and I like the Ooh. example you use. My wife got plenty of good sense. She she know that as a minister, I am going to be involved in in counseling, and teaching, and talking to to other women. She gets that part. She knows I'm going to be involved in talking and teaching and, and traveling uh, to minister and to preach to other places. She totally gets that, and she's completely fine with that. But you know what? She's not fine with me putting any of that stuff above her. Absolutely. And she is absolutely right to feel that way. Absolutely. Because you know what I'm not fine with? She's the first lady of our church. She's going to have conversations with people. People are going to reach out to her. People are going to talk to her. All that is fine and dandy. But you know what I'm not okay with? Her putting any of that stuff before me. And we get that as, as people. There, I don't know married folk. Yeah, well, let me be careful because I know there's a lot of this new age stuff going on. I ain't trying to get into that. I don't know Christian married couples who have this, this proper understanding of marriage. Who will look at you and be like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm fine with them having other stuff ahead of me. Now, now let, me, let me be clear. I'm fine with my wife having her uh, massage appointments. I'm fine with my wife going to get her hair done, her nails done. I'm fine with my wife doing all of that stuff. But not above me. She's fine with me having my hobbies. She's fine with me going to the, to the range to shoot. She's fine with me going to the gym to work out. She's fine with me doing all that stuff. But not above her. Absolutely. We get that. Humanly speaking, we get that. Absolutely. So why is it when we come to God, we're like, well, he ought to understand. Then, then we say this, and then, I, 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 let me be careful because I get frustrated with people. Well, he know my heart. And what I respond to people is he certainly does. He know how deceptive and wicked it is. <laughs> Amen. So we might want, want to just not go by our heart because it'll, it'll, it'll lead you astray. Absolutely. So, so I, I think this whole idea of, of faith and relationship and intimacy plays right in. And that's what God was telling Abraham. If I could utilize a, a, a relational term, when God called Abraham, what, what God was saying is, I need you to come. Let me say it the way I want to say it. <laughs> I need you to go with me, Amen. but you got to break up with them. Absolutely. You, <laughs> you can't go with me Absolutely. and stay with them. Absolutely. I, I need you to, Woo. I need you. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, yeah. Woo. You, you can't. And, and we'll get, we will fool around and think that what, why can't I go with you and have them? Woo. But, but what you missing is, oh my God. if you go with me and have them, you're not going to get all of me. Wow. And all of me is better than a million, a thousand, infinite amount of them. So I'm not, calling you out of something that that you're going where you're going to lose wow. i'm calling you into something where well what dj Khaled said well all you do is win 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 love, no hey, matter man, what that brother might be a come, come on now come on now so so i think this idea and this is what i love about abraham because we do know that there was some idolatry going on in in his father's home we do know that there was some things and i don't even want to go too far in the weeds talking about the idolatry because when the bible is talking about idolatry i want to be clear all the bible is really describing is when we ourselves have put something ahead of god absolutely so absolutely. so so we can't look at the actual man-made wooden figure or whatever the quote-unquote idol was we have to bring it to ourselves and say what is it that we have put before god that's what he's calling us to break up with if it's your bank account you got to break up with it absolutely if it's your children you got to break up with them that don't don't mean you kick them out no no no. i'm saying the position that they hold in your life you got to break up with them in that position replace them in their proper position and put god where he belongs 
Absolutely. So when God called Abraham, he was he was simply and essentially telling him, come go with me. Absolutely. But you got to break up with them. Absolutely. Man, listen, he he is talking so good right now. Um, so some of the first things that he was saying was things that you have to get rid of. This was on my heart. I want to share it. Listen, as you begin to get rid of some of some of these things for God, listen, some of you, listen, you're going to begin to see God in your life. Uh, I'll take this for one point. The Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died. Oh, come on now. Uh, you know, Isaiah saw the Lord. Mm -hmm. and what I'm trying, what I want to tell some of the people on here is listen, there may be some things that you may have some difficulties with, some stuff that you, that you are used to, some stuff that you may feel convicted about, some stuff that you just know is wrong. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say to you is as you begin to get these things out of your life, you got, you, God will then reveal himself to you. You will get a further and a deeper revelation of God. And I want to say this to you as well. Listen, sometimes the reason you may feel like somebody is walking in or demonstrating a different level of faith in you. Yes, there's spiritual gifts, but also you have to open up these areas for God to come in. And listen, if you got alcohol that's in your I'm hurt or I'm need, I'm everything. If you have that in your place in your life, mm -hmm. God isn't able, God isn't showing up in that particular place. But the moment you move that out of the way. And you let God become first, you will get a different revelation of how he loves you. Hear me. You sitting here thinking this medicine, this club, this video, this place, this person I know that's not good for me. This thing that I do, this place that I go, um, this job that I have, this suit that I wear, this bank account that I piled up. You seem to think that, hey, that stuff brings me something. But the moment, as Jesus said to the man who had a lot of goods, the moment. That he would have sold all of that. Mm -hmm. He would have, God would have been revealed in his life. Yeah. And oh, he would have good. developed in that relationship. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's that's so good. Man, go go ahead, go ahead, go and get in there. Listen, I want to say this. My brother said something else. I wanted to talk about that part. But Abraham stepped out of his father's house and into under God's shelter. And I want to talk about his life. Mm -hmm. Look. God left, he left his father's house, his provision and the stuff that was taking care of him there. And God told him to go on a particular path. I want to say this to believers. Hey, listen, I believe one of the ways that we see God acting in our life is, is we get God involved and we follow his direction. That's right. God led Abraham on a path that he didn't know that he was going on. And watch this. The Bible says, watch this. God led him on this path. Listen, God may lead you to some wilderness. He may lead you to some place. Hey, this does not look as secure. Mm -hmm. God led this man on a path that ran him into, was it a king? Yeah. Who liked his wife. That's right. <laughs> and Abraham said, you know what? Listen, I'm not strong enough to fight this king off. So this is how we handle it. He, 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 he began to operate in the flesh. There. That's right. This is how we handle it. Look, God said, I led you on this path. And Abraham didn't have an army behind him. But like David said, mm -hmm. thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. Yeah. God stepped in and was his warrior, dealt with the king. And the same level of protection, or excuse me, a greater level of protection that he would have if he had an army. That's right. Was present for him. But how do we see this? Abraham didn't just get off and do on his own thing and say, oh, God, show up for me. Abraham was walking by faith. Yes. And God provided what he needed when he ran into opposition. Listen, some of you heard my story 
And one of the reasons that it helped me was because, hey, I believed God for my marriage. Yeah. I believe, okay, God, I don't feel like I'm ready to get married, but I'm trusting you. Some of the things when I first got married, I said, God, you're going to have to, you're going to have to show up. When we moved to Ohio, I said, listen, God, you know, this is not my strong point. You're going to have to show up. And when she wasn't getting pregnant, I was like, God, listen, I followed you all this way. Mm -hmm. And so when it got to the point that when they were telling me, hey, your son might not make it. I believe that is one of the reasons we see this great miracle from God. And listen, I could see through his skin when he was born, but it was following his path, not knowing where I was going. And it set me up for God to be what I needed from obeying him. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. That, that's so good. Uh, the, the Bible tells us that, that, that the word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. I, I love that because you're talking about how God leads us and how we got to we got to follow, but we don't necessarily know all the way where we're going. And again, this is an, an a situation where we got to be careful to understand how people traveled back then. They didn't have these 90,000. Well, uh, what, what is it? The the lumen. They had these 90,000 lumen lights and all that stuff where you can you can shine down the path and see all the way down. My, no, 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 no. The word watch this is a lamp unto my foot. So it lights up the step I take. Amen. I, I can't see it. There might be danger. That's a good word. Right over there. And I can't see way down there. What I can see is the step God just told me to take. The, the, the word is a lamp. It's a lamp. Like you literally, and, and they were, they were literally, you could, you could tie it on, on your foot. So as you took that step, it would illuminate as you stepped, but you couldn't see down the way. And I think sometimes we'll, we'll sit back and we'll hold off and we'll be like, well, when God showed me, I'll go. No, no, no. You go and God will show you. Amen. You, you, you go and God will show you. And that's part of that intimacy. That's part of that relationship where you, you have to go. Abraham didn't understand all, but he knew he knew he had to. He he didn't he didn't understand exactly. He didn't understand where. He just knew he had to step. He knew he had to go. And, and I want to say this because I think it's important uh, from from a practical uh, thought process of the idea of um, breaking up. If God God is saying, "Look, you got to put me first. You got to leave that. You got to walk away from that." Some some breakups. I want to say this because I want us to understand this. Some breakups are permanent, and some breakups are positional. Now let me let me explain what I mean by that. Some breakups are, there are things in your life that you got to walk away from and never go back. Th th there are things in your life that are contrary to the biblical call for a Christian to walk. There are, there are certain things that, that we just, we just don't do. Now there's nothing that God is calling us to walk away from that we can't do that we need and that, that that's going to hurt. No, no, no. All those things are only going to be benefit us. There are things that are that are harming the image of God that we participate in, that we just simply got to walk away from. We can't allow those things to be the things that we put our faith in and that we hold on to. So some breakups are, uh, are permanent, but then there are other breakups that are positional. These are breakups in a uh, certain relationship. These are breakups when you've put a child in the place of God or breakups where you've put, you've misplaced your, your marriage and you've put your marriage in the place of God or, or you've misplaced your, and, and I always hate these terms, your, your, your work wife or your work husband. It's the person that you extra friendly with at work because y'all work closely together and things. No, no, no you didn't, you've put them in the wrong place. That's a breakup that has to happen there. Uh, but oftentimes what will happen is once you walk away and God calls you out of that, then now you put him in the right place and it allows you to reposition the people in your life to exactly where they're supposed to be. I, I say this all the time. The best thing you, you can do for people 
is put them in their place. <laughs> that's, that's the absolute best thing you can do. Look, look, I, look, I, I know. And, and, and you laughing because you. Work. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I, listen, I don't want. I, I love my mom. We got the same one. And, and we love her dearly. But the worst thing. Good. Oh, yeah. She's a great mom. But the worst thing I could do for her is a, allow her to operate out of place. Amen. The best thing I can do for her is to put her in her place. The, the, the worst thing we love our dad. The worst thing we could do is allow him to operate out of place. I got Amen. three boys and, and y'all know I, I wanted boys. Woo. Y'all know how much I love my boys. The worst thing I could do for them was a, is allow them to operate out of place. When it comes to my wife, you, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. You sit there. Why well, I can't sit here because that's where mama sitting. Well, what difference does it make? It might not make no difference to you, but you understand when mom show up, you sit down, you move out the way. You, you, you have to do that. At my job, the, the best thing I can do is put my job in its right place. Absolutely. It is not my source. It is what God is using to source me at the moment. Absolutely. We got to put things in their proper place. And, and I want to mention that because the vast majority of things in our life, and, and it's, it's situational, but the vast majority of things in our life that we're going to have to break up with are going to be positional. We're going to have to put God in his place and then allow him to dictate the place that everything else goes. But you know what that's going to require? Oh man, that's going to require some faith. Absolutely. We got to reposition. All we're doing is repositioning our faith from people, places, and things to the God who deserves it. That That's really all it is. When God is calling Abraham out of his, his kindred, away from his dad and his mom and his, his family and his kindred, all he's saying is, we got to do some repositioning here, buddy. There are some things you can't go back to, but there are other things that you're going to have to reposition and put it in its right place. Those things aren't your source. That's just what I was using to source you at the moment. I am your source. Put me in the right position and your source will never run dry. Absolutely. Put, put, put me where I need to be. And now everything else will flow. I, I, I talk about this with marriage, um, about how we got to make sure God is priority. If God is number one, if God is the priority, then he dictates the other priorities in my life. And if God says he's priority and I say he priority and I put him number one, then number two is who he say. And he said number two is my wife. Absolutely. So when I position her properly, then guess what? Ain't room for you there, uh, son. Absolutely. It, it ain't room for you there, mom. Absolutely. It ain't room for you there, brother. I, we're just Amen. being real. Amen. Yeah. But but there is a place for you Amen. where God has called you to be. And you know what? That is the best. Not only is it the best place for you to be, it's the blessed place. Absolutely. For you to be. That's where you're that's where God can bless you. Absolutely. God God can't bless my mom the way my mom needs to be blessed if I got her out of position in my life. Absolutely. He can't. So we thinking we irritating and, and so oh, this person gonna get mad or my child gonna be mad at me for the moment. Absolutely. But they're gonna really love you when they realize that that the place they're supposed to be in is the place where their blessings are. Absolutely. So we see this whole idea of faith and breaking up with stuff and repositioning God and putting him where he's supposed to be. That's actually a blessing for us. Absolutely. That's how we operate. Some blessings are, per I mean, some breakups are permanent. Most breakups are repositional reposition. So you can allow God to have the preeminent, the first, the number one place in your life. So he can help you place everybody else where they are supposed to be. And your faith in him will allow that faith to, to spread through everything else. Get, get in here, man. I'll give you the last word. Man, I just, listen, great pastor. Dr. Ari Vernon used to say this. Look, when you can't say something any better then you quote him. <laughs> what he said man, was so good I, just, I gotta just jump back in on that listen one of the best things you can do for people in your life is put them in their place and I wanted to say this while he was talking listen mama whoever they may cuss you all the way down that's right 
and not just and cuss you with your friends and your they may cuss you on Facebook all the way down to their place. But hear me when I say this. I have to believe God. Believe me, it's going to be a blessing for them. Yep. And for you. That's so And right. I just wanted to encourage every believer, listen, take that word. Listen, li- play this again. Soak on that word to get it down in you. Um, because, listen, God is the person that you put first in your life. And as you do that, he helps make things easier. You have your wife. You know, you have your job. You have these things positioned. And as life goes on, it helps you with how to handle things. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, wait. Now, oh, you just crossed the line. I cannot do that. That's right. It helps, listen, align the rest of your life. And hear me when I tell you this. Not only that, it will bless the rest of your life. It will bless your wife. It will bless your brother. It will bless your family. It will bless your coworkers. Hear me when I tell you this. Because David said, he makes me lie down. Yeah. It will bless you. That's right. And and, and listen, the Bible says that the words of the godly are like a life-giving fountain. Mm -hmm. It will bless you. God will fill you up. And God will have you walking around. And everybody that you touch in the right place, God will be coming out of you. And you, like he told Abraham, will be a blessing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Man, look, I... I thought we would have got a little bit further, but, but man, it's so good. I'm going to tell you, I, but, but we'll, we'll hold it right there. And brother, if you willing, man, we'll, we'll pick up some more and, and just keep talking about this idea of faith. We'll, we'll look at Abraham uh, as he journeyed through his life and the things that he encountered. We'll look at him when he had that promised son and the things that he had to do to continue and walk in that faith. Uh, I just think it'll be a blessing to the people. Cause I, I, listen, I've been blessed and I just pray that something has been said. That'll be a blessing to you guys as well. Again, Huge, huge thank you to the minister, the Reverend Jacob Hart. Uh, and again, I want to commend to you his YouTube channel, uh, Words from the Heart with Jacob. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Uh, man, so excited for you guys getting on your mark with us today. I want you to continue to get on your mark. Um, if these podcasts are being a blessing to you, like them, share them, uh, talk about them, uh, subscribe to them, make comments on them so that they can reach more Amen. and more people. And Amen. be sure that you tell somebody, let somebody know if it's a blessing to you, uh, that you think it'll be a blessing to them. Uh, man, get together with folks and listen, listen while you're driving, listen over and over again, get that word deep down in your heart so that the word of God can uh, truly be that, that lamp into your feet and that light into your path. And I just believe God will do awesome and great things. Amen. Also, guys, if God is laying on your heart to support the ministry in any way, you can go to our website, uniquelifechurch.org. There are ways there uh, where you can give if God is so laying on your heart to do that. That way we can continue uh, in the ministry that he is calling us to. Again, I'm just so excited to be here with you. So excited to have uh, my little brother in life, my big brother in preaching Christ. Amen. None other than the minister, the Reverend Jacob Hart. We will get together again very, very soon and get on our mark here uh, at our podcast. Until next time, know that I'm thinking about you. Know that I'm praying for you. God bless you. God keep you.